Hello, and welcome to the Glass Moon podcast series. I'm Suzanne Jacobs. I'm an organisational behaviour and performance specialist focusing on trust, psychological safety and intrinsic motivation. My work is based on nearly 30 years of corporate and leadership experience and over a decade of research into the neurobiology of human performance and what truly motivates people to think and act differently. I'm the founder of The Seven and author of The Drivers, Creating Trust and Motivation at Work. I now work across industry sectors to help organisations establish human leadership and inclusive environments where people feel engaged, energised and inspired to contribute. So we're in the midst of a workplace context being shaped by several major factors. Technology, climate change, a global pandemic, demographic and attitudinal changes, a looming recession and of course we are entering the fourth industrial era. There are many risks to our health, productivity and motivation, but there are also many opportunities for us to grasp. This podcast series looks at the rise of the human organisation, how we can reshape and reimagine a workplace fit for humans rather than has been since the first industrial revolution, we have tried to fit humans into the workplace. Across the series, I am delighted to be with Carol Edmund. Carol is a founder and CEO of Glass Moon. She has spent over 30 years working on healthcare, early education, work-life services, and more recently, specialist care for adults with complex needs. Her advisory work spans across industry sectors with leading investment funds advising on market entry strategies with a core expertise on people, culture, and performance integration. She has spent over a decade researching high performance leadership, female attainment, and the intersection of career and work-life priorities. Carol's focus now is motivated by the desire to create 21st century services, which truly understands people and enables better working lives, better organizations, and of course, a better world. So together, we will be bringing you the intersection of our research, the science and our experience, exploring many topics on how to humanize the workplace and why those organizations that can do this through every aspect of their business with social purpose at the core will win. Hello. 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 And I'm joined today by Carol Edmund, founder of Glass Moon. So my job today is to hear the story of Glass Moon, the vision, the journey and the guiding principles. So, Carol, Glass Moon, loved the name. What's the, what's the story behind it? Well, so first of all, it's, um, it's an absolute pleasure uh, to, to be here talking about Glass Moon and, and our business and our journey. It's always a pleasure to, to talk to you and for us to be having a conversation. So I'm, I'm delighted to have the chance. Um, I think Glass Moon in terms of where does the story start? Because there's always the story behind the story and the backstory to that. But I think the actual name um, manifested about five years ago uh, when I was doing the thesis um, and I was doing some research on gender equality and social mobility. And I was sort of really in the depths of research and literature and people's stories and the data points and really frustrated about some of the barriers and the bias and the the limiting beliefs that were coming out in the in people's stories. And I remember one night sat in, in my study and looking up, and it was the most beautiful, beautiful full moon. 
and just thinking, God, if you know, if the if the if it was clear between here and there, we could just get to the moon without people kind of getting our in our way, wouldn't that be great? And having read about lots of glass barriers, the glass cliff, the glass ceiling, and um, glass floor, I've come through a few of them, uh, dealt with a few of them myself in my own career. The two names just kind of came together, you know, glass, moon, if we could like navigate the glass barriers and, and get to the moon, that kind of uh, moonshot opportunity. Um, and that's that's really how it came about in, in, two, in 2015, before we really even had a business, when it was just a, a name for an idea for something that might might come together. Um, and, and the kind of story behind the even staring at the moon and the fascination with that is my, my dad was always convinced that I, I came about, um, for want of a better description, when uh, Neil Armstrong landed in the moon and he'd always called me his moon baby. So that's the sort of story behind the story, really. Oh, wow. Do you know, I mean, it, it really resonates with me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you on the elder glass cliffs and the glass floors that I've, um, I've certainly come up against. But that is so positive, isn't it? Rather than the negative connotations around it, but it's just the ability to be able to reach um, reach the moon without those um, barriers and biases and beliefs in between. Um, and I love that bit about, about your dad. Glass, um, glass moon baby. Um, but do you, do you know what? What I'm, I'm also really interested in is, is there's there's the there's a story behind the name itself. But there's obviously a journey that you're on as well. But but what, why 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 take why take this journey? What is it that you're looking to be able to to give and and make make the impact? Yeah, and no, when I when I think about the, the the journey, where did the journey start? Did the journey start that that night I came up with the, the name did it did it start when I sort of um assembled the team when I came out of my exec role in regard last summer came out of garden leave um was on my period of sort of restrictive covenant some of the team had left from regard not long after I left and we decided that we were going to assemble ourselves under glass moon and start looking at building our own organization um or did it did it actually start a very long time ago and I and I think about today so today is the first of june and it's always been a significant date for me because it's the it's the date that i started in bupa as an 18 year old so 32 years ago very long time ago as a young woman who'd done a year in the steel um steel industry which i you know figured out fairly quickly that that wasn't the the kind of industry for me and as a sort of working class scottish lass um you know, managed to get this job in this this posh company in Bupa in Edinburgh, and um, and started, and and that was really the start of um, I guess what was a job, you know, at the time, but very quickly developed into into a career, um, and developed into a life changing journey. Um, I had the most amazing experiences in in Bupa in the nearly twenty one years that I was there, but I think the most pivotal point that put me on this journey to Glass Moon, if you like, is when I was giving a, given an entrepreneurial opportunity back in, gosh, 1997 by the, the first female CEO of Bupa, um, Val Gooding, amazing woman who said, you know, we're going into the elder care market and I think we should be doing something for children and young families to expand the brand and I'd like you to, to stay and do it. And so I think when I really think about the sort of career journey and when did it really start, when did it really take off, when did I get that opportunity that very few people get, which is to start 
you know, do a startup, do a company from literally a blank bit of paper in a corporate environment. And and I guess, you know, I guess it was then because that that put me on this trajectory to um, build an organization and contribute to building what I see as social infrastructure in this country. Um, And that took me on an incredible journey to build a business in Bupa, which became a top um, top 10 operator within three years uh, and then it was sold to Bright Horizons in 2009 and I joined the organization um, wasn't originally going to stay and then stayed for for six years and we really transformed and turned that organization into um, a phenomenal company that's you know the leading provider in both b2b and um, for, for parents in terms of nursery provision and workplace services and then left there five years ago to spend a bit more time with my daughter and finish my my research endeavours around gender equality and, and women in leadership. And I guess that's when I had the idea um, that at some point I was going to want to do my own thing with my own team properly. But I wasn't quite quite ready to do it in 2006, 2007 sort of came along and I got an opportunity to uh, become involved with Regard, which is a an adult social care businesses providing specialist care to people with learning disabilities, um, complex needs, mental health, um, acquired brain injuries. And I went into the business originally to sort of strengthen the management team to get it ready for sale and ended up falling in love with the sector and the business um, and, and stayed for two years and left last year. And I'm now dedicating my time completely to, to Glassman. But I think that last ex- executive experience for me was when the journey kind of really came together in terms of the various different points that I'm a, a massive believer in systems thinking and systems leadership and, and joining the dots and joining dots that we sometimes don't think are connectable. Mm-hmm. Suddenly you take that step back and you see them all as connectable and you realize that you've been on this this pathway, this career pathway, and all of these roads have led you to a certain point, and and that's where we are in in the three different business models that we're developing in in Glassmoon currently. It's fantastic, and I I just love the way you articulate around those pivotal moments and how for you those dots have joined uh, across your own path, and actually all of those opportunities and the opportunities that you took as well led you. To where you are right now um, and as you've always said to me you know we are we're a sum of all our experiences and even if at one point they were long forgotten they're still there they're still coming back they're still informing and sometimes helping us sometimes hindering us um, but ultimately setting up glass moon and the journey that you've been on to get to the point of where you are now what, what's your vision for, for Glass Moon? And, and I'm, I'm often a little bit coy about sort of saying, what's the vision? What I really want to get to here is I'm a huge believer in a sense of, of purpose and, and linking to that, that purpose. So it's the why. Why are you doing this? What's the, where do you want this to go? What's your why for actually setting up and taking Glass Moon on its own journey? Yeah, and I think the reason we want to we want to kind of do it from from scratch um, is because we want to do things differently. We want to change status quo. And I remember reading um, a long time ago that it's very hard to change the institution when you're in the institution. And I use the word institution broadly and loosely because I think that can cover multiple or multitude rather of um, organisational settings. 
And I think having been at the managing director, the CEO, the executive level, the boardroom level, particularly as a woman, even, even in 2020, even in the 21st century, it is tough to be able to, to bring our whole self to work. It's tough to, to bring our, our, our feminine energy, for example, to create workplaces and, and jobs and career pathways and services for vulnerable members of our society, be that young young children in terms of, you know, when I'm running the childcare business or in regard, supporting vulnerable adults, creating the kind of 21st modern day services that really are person-led and they're demand-led and they're not as a function of um, failings in a system that largely is a function of, you know, the first industrial revolution and, you know, 19th century working and thinking and command and control. And so that notion that you, you can't change the institution whilst you're in it, having worked at the level and been in the C-suite where you would think if there's any role that you can make changes and make things happen, it would be at that level. You realise that sometimes there's just a level of momentum that you've, that you've got to kind of step off that treadwheel, um, step out of that momentum, draw breath, um, and, and and gather your thoughts and your thinking and experience and, and, you know, in terms of the practical experience as well as the, you know, the reading, the research, the studying, the, some of the kind of more wacky things that I've done, like when I came out of Bright Horizons, I did stand-up comedy training for 10 weeks, which was terrifying and fantastic in equal measure. But take all of those lived experiences, you know, being a parent, being a daughter to an elderly mother, you know, all of those things and saying, if we're running businesses and we're creating new business models and we're creating new services, let's do it in a way that's going to work for the 21st century, for modern day living and and being, as opposed to just continuing to replicate the ways that we've always had to do it because we're, we're stuck in a system that's broken. Let's create a new system. Um, and I think that's, that's the sort of vision. It's how do we create great work environments where the people who are delivering the services um, you know, have got the you know en environments where that you know they're, they're trusted. There's autonomy. There's you know there's creativity. Um, we can truly bring our whole selves to work rather than it just being a strap line on a diversity and inclusion initiatives, for example. And for the people that are in receipt of services, be that customers, patients, residents, people in receipt of services, young children, students, whoever it is, let's make sure that those services are designed for what people need and want and what's going to enable them to be their whole selves and, and who they are. And I think it was that sort of passion to, to want to change things, to want to do things a bit differently. I think you realise that actually sometimes starting again and starting from scratch and being prepared to prove the concept and eat our own lunch um, became more appealing than necessarily stepping into another another big exec role. Yeah, no, completely. Um, and and I, I picked up on what you said around being person-led. It sounds that the essence underneath here, and I want I want to talk to you in a minute around what is it that Glass Moon's delivering, um, but that that humanising, um, purpose-led, per person-led. You know, actually, let's deliver what those human beings, whether they be delivering or in receipt of, actually need, and how they want to be able to to to, to deliver it. Um, I, I love the whole thought about being able to break the mould of the legacy of 19th century 
um, you know, management and science of management because it, it, it's it's not working. But uh, that's a, another one for for a future future <laughs> <Absolutely>. recording. <laughs> so yeah, so so look, so Glass Moon, um, purpose led, person led, shifting and changing the value proposition. Um, what what is it that you're? What's what are you what are you giving? What are you providing? Sure. So there's so there's three business models that we're working under the Glass Moon Group, and somebody said to me, you know you know do things by half. Could you start with one and and then maybe add a few more? But there's the, the vision was to basically bring these three business models, um, these three opportunities to fruition. And so, um, if I start with Glass Moon Strategies, which was the original Glass Moon business that we created back in 2015 16, once we had the name. Um, I did uh, senior advisory work and consultancy work for investors and management teams, particularly around sort of um, childcare, early education, educational services. And so in Glassman Services, effectively, we are bringing our experience, our know-how, our methodology um, to organisations to help them, whether that's from a, an M&A and an M&A integration perspective, whether it's around um, strategy and transformation or whether it's around um, leadership and culture. And of course, one of the things I'm super excited about is the work that we're doing with you. And I know we're going to talk about that um, in much more detail in another recording, but the program that you and I are developing from, you know, the work that we've done over the last sort of 20, 30 years and, you know, how much fun we've had in pulling that together, how much benefit my, my team have had from seeing us work together and seeing us collaborate and learn firsthand from the amazing stuff that you've created and produced and delivered in, in your work with the seven um, and the drivers and, and the fantastic experiences that they've had from that. So that's that's what's in Glassman services. And I think, it, you know, we've debated about whether it's a consultancy business. It, it is because we're bringing our know-how and our kind of wisdom and experience to help other people. And it's about knowledge. It's about learning and it's about sharing. Um, really, in terms of what we're doing in in that business, and it's it's the most developed, if you like, out, out of the three in terms of what's what's the services on offer currently. And then in terms of Glassmoon Digital, we are in the very early stages of developing a digital personal assistant from the model that I created for my research, which was originally rather boringly called the attainment model. And it was originally, as you know, um, uh, it was originally the female attainment model. And then I had quite a few senior men say to me, actually, this, this thinking and this know-how and this approach applies to me. So why is it only for women? So, of course, going back to my very early days in sales, I dropped the female, we made attainment and we doubled the audience. Um, but we've developed it further now. And it's actually called Ruby which is an acronym for resolve to ultimately be yourself. And when we say that, that's very much coming at it from a collectivist as opposed to individualistic perspective, which is traditionally what we're, we're encouraged to, you know, look out for ourselves and serve ourselves. And whereas with Ruby, what we are aiming to do is help people navigate their, their working life, their, their careers, their livelihood to this digital assistant in a way where we help people take their, their nuanced data that's really relevant to them and their story and their storytelling in, in terms of putting this together to help them navigate to where they want to be um, and their careers and their working life rather than where they end up by default because in my um, in my sort of uh, in my view there's a lot of sleepwalking that goes on in relation to our careers 
um, uh, you know, in terms of where, where we where we are versus where we really wanted to want to be or wish we were or, or etc. So it's trying to provide um, ideas and, and 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 insights and a fun way of of engaging with an app in a um, and it's an anti-social app and as much as the the idea is not to get you addicted so that you're on it checking you kind of whether you're breathing right or you're, you've taken enough steps in the day or you've controlled your calories it's not that kind of app it's more long term more longitudinal to help you kind of be on be on the path that's right and uh, and proper for you but that's that that's early stages but we're excited about that and then the third business is glass moon services and glass moon services will be a, a business for adult special um, specialist care in the social care area where we will look after adults with um, learning disabilities um, for adults with uh, mental health needs, complex needs and acquired brain injuries. And so we're in the early stages of establishing that in the in the southwest. And um, we've, we've been slowed down a little bit, particularly with Glassman Services relative to being in lockdown and um, and our timeline around that. But still, the, you know, the plan is the plan is still the plan. And we're very much looking forward to bringing those services to fruition um, later this year. And of course, the methodologies and the know-how that we've got in Glassman strategies and somehow we're thinking about um, data self-sovereignty for our digital app is clearly going to play going to play out very strongly in what we build in our own physical asset, our own bricks and mortar business in Glassman services. I love that. And, and you, you definitely don't do things by halves. Mind you, never have. <laughs> so so why am I not surprised? Um, but what I love about those those three elements is that they're actually they're all informing each other. Mm. And there is such a, a strong integrated and, and guiding principle across all of them. So from the strategies where you're sharing the knowledge to the digital with that companion for self um, attainment and putting yourself back in the driving seat all the way through to, um, as it were, the, the, the bricks and mortar. Um, and, and providing those those hands-on services. Um, so I, I, I know how much experience you're bringing to the table, um, your thought leadership, your expertise, but what what what's behind the brand? You know, what where's where is the credibility? What's the validity here? What what's what's building this mm. across all of those areas? Yeah, and it's, and it's a good question in terms of we've talked, as you can imagine, we talk a lot, a lot about the, you know, the, the brand, because I think brands are ultimately about people and they're about the experience um, that people have, either in terms of the organisation um, that's that's manifesting, that's creating, that's delivering the, the brand experience, or if you're on the receiving end um, in terms of a customer or in, in receipt of services. And for us, it's the, the kind of brand pillars, if you like, are about um, developing our organisations and our different business models, which you're absolutely right, they do inform each other. It's about being human. Number one, it's about being human. It's about being deeply human. And I think the the experiences that I had in developing a, a childcare, early education, work-life services business from, from scratch, literally from a, from a blank bit of paper through to, you know, recently when I was the CEO of Regard and seeing you know, seeing the, the ability for, for, for teams to be able to support people with very complex needs in deeply human ways, same with supporting, you know, young children through the early stages of, of, of their life, um, was just, has always been 
has always given me such an enormous um, sense of purpose and it's always given me such it's so heartwarming to see what incredible work can be done to um, ensure people have a good quality of life or to help improve their outcomes or their life chances. And, and you talked earlier about the, import, the importance of purpose. And I think for, for me, it's the how do we create these deeply human businesses that are all about purpose? They're all about helping people tap into their, their potential, their innate potential and create conditions where People are given opportunities or take the opportunities or are supported to have the opportunities to live the fullest life that they can live. And so that's what we want to sort of manifest through this part of the kind of the, the human part of the brand, the deeply human part of the brand. And as much as um, bringing that to the fore and making that priority number one. But equally, we recognize that we live in a tech world. We're on 24 seven. Um, you know, so how, how can we make the best of the technology, the, the you know, the digitalization, the, the data that can be used for good um, as opposed to used, used for just mass marketing loads of stuff that we never needed in the first place, which I think in our current lockdown scenario, we're, we're realizing we need way less than we thought we did from a consumer or you know, material point of view. So that's that's been an interesting social experiment that none of us were expecting to have. Um, but the tech bit and combining the, the human experience with technology in a way that, that helps us um, and is positive is, is really is really key for us. And then the third strand, I guess, third pillar is, is future. How do we make these services, these deeply human services evolve? And, you know, people talk about being future proof and I'm not, I'm not sure we can make things future proof. I think, I think we can get very close to it in terms of. Um, but it's about imagination. It's about creative, creativity. How do we imagine the things today that we could, you know, they're very tough to imagine if we don't give ourselves the time and the breathing space to do it. So so the future is the realisation that the future is here now. You know, the future of work, the future of 21st century services is here now. So how can we give ourselves the time and the space and create the energy to ha to be creative, to use our imagination, to... Um, to really tap into how we continue to innovate and, and get things um, right for people in a way that is, that is always person-led, is always deeply human, um, rather than sort of computer says, no, when we just haven't been creative enough about how we think about the workplace or, or, or delivering services. So, so those are the kind of three brand you know, pillars, strands that's, that's, that we've really sort of shaped and that, that we've really got excited and, and passionate about. And so it's now about how, how does that manifest itself in the experiences that we have in building the business and when we're working with our, our consultancy clients, when we're talking to commissioners about Glassman services and potential families and people that will be in receipt of services. And, uh, and as we're building the code for our app, how do we make sure that that's baked into the, the DNA that, it, that it's there in terms of this notion of having this trusted advisor that can help you, you know, through good use of nuanced data and critical thinking can help you reflect and review and be, you know, be, as you said, in, in the driving seat, you know, I did a speech a few years ago where I said, you know, um, Elon Musk might be creating driverless cars, but let me tell you, it was a, it was a, um, a conference for 250 women in leadership. And I said, you know, driverless cars is great, but our careers are not driverless. We need to be in the driving seat and we need to have control of this. So it's, you know, how do we combine all of that in a way that's, that's fun, that's engaging, but also fundamentally has our, our well-being at the heart of it. I think that's a fundamental part of combining the human 
um, and, and the tech piece fundamentally is going to be about our, our well-being. Yeah, no, completely. And, and what I, I also love about this is that, you know, this has been a, as you said, it's, it's been a 32 year journey to this to this point, at least from the, uh, the uh, inauguration at, at Bupa, and I'm sure a, a bit before that as well. Um, but I also know that behind that deeply human, future orientated tech business, you're bringing all that experience, but you're, again, that thought leadership, but also the, the, the science, the research. What, what I think is fantastic is that there's a real bridge between the academia and the, the deep research that you've undertaken and those that are working with you have undertaken. But the bridge into the real world, um, that bridge into practical so sort of the appliance of the science as well, so that you can get you can get really really behind it, and um, that whole piece about putting us back in the driving seat, putting us back, um, or w- waking us up, waking us up from the seat walking, and 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 what has been a for quite a while now a legacy of command and control. It's always fascinated me about how we have deeply dehumanised uh, the workplace. Mm. That's, that's absolutely fantastic, Carol. Thank you so much. Uh, I, I never, ever tire of hearing about the story of Glass Moon, um, your story, your vision and, and the purpose behind everything that you're doing. Um, and I know it's going to go from, from strength to strength. So thanks ever so much. Uh, we'll obviously be getting back together again for um, a lot of other uh, podcasts and recordings uh, and to bring you uh, as much of the science and the information, the tools, the techniques as we possibly can as we continue to adapt, thrive and learn on our own glass moon journey. So thanks all. Thanks very much and speak to you again very soon. Brilliant. Thank you, Suzanne. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. See you soon.